Hello and welcome to episode 4.4 of the Piaocast. And with me today, I've got Gareth. Say hi. Hello. And that's it. Um, right. Uh, Pee Wee's off covering the London Film Festival. Uh, not for us. We're not that sort of thing. And Lurk hasn't shown up. So we're just going to go for it because whatever, man. Whatever. All about the games, yo. Yo. <laughs> I've got a fill in for where Whedon would say shit now, haven't I? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, all that pressure. all that mental shit. All that mental shit that I'd I'd normally be talking to. We'd be talking about Sade by now, probably. Yeah. This is gonna be the, the straightest podcast we've ever done. Alright. And I don't mean sexually. We're gonna have to gay it <laughs> up. Right, okay. <laughs> mm. Um Right, well, I know what you've been playing because yeah. we just played it together. And it was uh, FIFA 14. Yeah. So, you haven't played the last few FIFAs. Uh, what was no. the last one you did? I think I owned FIFA 10 was the last one, but I didn't play it much because I played FIFA 9 and 10 was just the same thing, so I was a bit burnt out by it. So it's been a good two, three years. Yeah, definitely. With that in mind then, like, I always think that oh, they haven't changed at all and I've played, I've played all of them, apart from, I think, 11. And so... To you, has it changed in four years? Definitely, I'd say. It's a much more full-featured game, I think. You know, like, mm. they've got similar features, but they just seem better fleshed out and like stuff. Like, I went into the pro mode, and I've been sent on loan because I'm not, you know, I'm a brand new player, so I'm not that good yet. Whereas in the old one, you'd just be put straight into the team for some reason. And, you know, because yeah. you're a great player, because you're just playing against some shitty AI you'd score a hat-trick and then suddenly you'd be the best player within like a month, say, you'd be like the best player in the world at the age of 17 or something. (laughs) Whereas here, I've been sent on loan to Crew Alexander and I'm doing really well there, but so I should because they're not in a great league and stuff. And I'm still there. I assume at some point I'll come back from loan and they'll decide, actually, you're pretty good, you can play for us. But uh, Yeah. And, you know, the online modes, they've got loads of online modes. Yeah, far too many. Yeah, and they're not particularly well laid out in the menu and stuff. But uh, before you had a pro mode where you could play with friends, and obviously you had just sort of regular, I'm playing this team, you're playing that team, blah, blah, blah. Whereas now you've got your co-op mode, you've got your be a pro mode, you've got just be a pro mode with randoms, you've got leagues, you've got cups. Mm. It's it's way too much, to be honest, but it just keeps it a bit fresh. That's cool. And you've got your team, ultimate team shit. Yeah, the ultimate team never stuff. Played before. Well, they they've done a good thing with it because what they've done is they've taken out a lot of the really bullshit achievements to do with ultimate team. Like in ultimate team in FIFA 12 and 13, you had to play it forever. You had to, you had a, an achievement for just getting a random like team of the week player in a gold pack, which you know you'd have to play loads of games to earn a gold pack, and then you'd open it and you'd get like your rare cards would be like rare fucking contract cards not even players and eventually you'd have to get the rarest of rare players for this achievement it was complete dog shit um and also they had an achievement for having a squad worth 85 million but the best player in the world would be worth like 200,000 so you had to get like 600 players and you couldn't have <laughs> you couldn't have two of the same player either so you would literally go buying all the dregs of like the bronze class players and it was just shit. They've do, they've done away with all that, so now it's all just about putting together your team, uh, which I think is a really good idea. So you know, I think that's, that they've improved that. And what about on the pitch 
where it counts. Um, the main difference is that they've sort of implemented mistakes and shit, which mm. is really annoying because I, it gets it's more realistic. Obviously, it's like yeah, you know, I'm not the best player, so I've miscontrolled this a little bit. But in the end of the day, it's like, well, I pressed pass there, so I want you to pass, and the fact that you haven't passed means that you're ga- you're not functioning as yeah. a game anymore. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like. When we go back to my top 10 games on the Xbox 360 or whatever, it's like the amount of games there where it's just all about control, where it's like, you do this, this will happen. You do this, you're always in control. And FIFA just takes that away a lot in that you'll do something and the game won't respond because of some dice roll or some shit. Yeah, definitely that. I mean, there's it's weird. Um, I don't know if you've gotten onto this, but the uh, in the options, you've got little sliders for different things, you know, like how aggressive is the AI going to be? and like dribbling and all this stuff but what's really telling is there's sliders in there for shot accuracy if you set it all the way up you're going to you know shoot and score with most of your shots if you put it all the way to the bottom you're going to miss all your shots they've got it in the middle so it literally is a dice roll it is 50 50 for the for the most part and i think fifa's always been guilty of that but despite all of the bullshit with that you know we've been playing it we've been having fun We've been playing with our boy Craven at Craven86 on Twitter, who I don't know if he's been enjoying it because he just screams <laughs> at it. I think that means he's enjoying it. Yeah. I think he screams a lot, yeah. You play a lot of co-op with Craven, so you'd know. Yeah, it's, it's like laughter quickly followed by, this game is bullshit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking turn this Xbox off. And then he doesn't, and then he's laughing two minutes later again. So, you know. That means he's having fun. Yeah. That's part of part of his way of playing games. Yeah. Well, that's cool then. There you go. FIFA 14. He, he's enjoying it. Even though it, he, it's bullshit, man. It's bullshit over it. Bullshit, man. Um, which means nothing to anyone who hasn't played with Craven. <laughs> but trust me, that's how it is. Craven, we're down with you, baby. Right. Apart from that, I've been playing Killer is Dead, which I figure might have... You might have some interest in that. Um, yeah, yeah. When it's dirt cheap and stuff, I'll look into that. Yeah. I mean, it's um, it's Suda51, Grasshopper, whatever. Uh, what games has he made? No More Heroes, Lollipop Chainsaw, I think. Was Which you quite liked. Kind of... It was alright. I mean, it started off, I really didn't like it. But then as you upgraded your character, it actually became playable and stuff. So, yeah, it's like, it's one of those games where it nerfs you a bit too much at the beginning. But as you upgrade your character, it becomes more fun as you've got more combos and shit. I imagine this is probably similar. Very. It's just a hack and slash. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There's a definite upgrading thing going on. And yeah, you, you definitely have that feel of being sort of a bit shit at the first and then super powerful. And then you have to go back and replay the game. And, and then there's this thing you unlock, which makes even the hardest mode completely trivial. So I quite like that. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I played Lollipop Chainsaw. I didn't like it that much. I sort of liked it. And there was Shadows of the Damned. That was him, wasn't it? Yeah, and Shinji Mikami and stuff. That was sort of a collab type thing rather than a full-on right. grasshopper joint, Suda51 joint. Okay, well, I sort of liked that game. Uh, this one, yeah, it's very playable. The story is dog shit. It's just pure Japanese weirdness. And there's there's lots of that sort of perving at women thing going on that the Japanese love, which is really <laughs> odd. Like, there's one mode where you literally, all you do is you stare at a woman's naughty bit while she's looking away, and that makes your guts level go up. And then, and if she looks at you, it goes down, and she freaks out a bit. And when you get your level all the way up, you can give her a present. Give her enough presents, and she'll sleep with you. It's it's so fucking Japanese about the whole thing. It's like unnecessary. It's like fucking pure register. But 
Um, as a game, I sort of enjoyed it, and then I hated it because it did that really Japanese thing of only having one save, which can corrupt. Oh, yeah. And it corrupted. Oh, yeah. yeah, it corrupted on me after I had grinded out the really grindy achievement in it, and then didn't realise that like if you grind out that achievement, you're you're like no grind at all away from another achievement that I didn't go on to get. So I had to grind the first achievement again. Total cunt. But playing it, going through, like skipping the cutscenes after your first playthrough, um, being powered up, it's, you know, it's stylish, it's a hack and slasher. You know, I don't think it's very clever. It's not as clever as it thinks it is. But, you know, I enjoyed it. I actually really did enjoy it. And so, you know, I'd say you'd enjoy it more than me because... You know, if you're a fan of the uh, of the guy, well, you know, he's, I'm not a massive fan. You love I played him. a bit of Killer Seven, <laughs> and I never finished it though. Uh, no More Heroes One was all right. No More Heroes Two didn't finish. You know, yeah, he's he's a quirky guy. Uh, fair well, enough. That's how he puts it across. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind a bit of Japanese quirk. Yeah, when he's not being like weird, pervy, creepy bastard, there's moments that are actually all right. You know, in terms of the quirkiness. Yeah, no, and it's cool. It's cool. It's got some. It's got a level set on a train. I always enjoy that. So yeah, that was good. Right, Saints Row Four. We we both played that, didn't we? Yeah. So, what's your history of Saints Row? Have you played all of them? I never played the first. One. Right. I played the demo of it on the on the Xbox. Yeah, same here. Never never bought it. It just seemed like it wanted to be GTA, and it was all straight laced and trying to be too gangster and shit. Yeah. And then they released Saints Row Two, which was. Nothing like that. <laughs> so yeah, I, st- I started with Saints Row 2. And now you really liked GTA 4, so yeah. in the sort of Saints Row 2, GTA 4, they they were the two that kind of, I guess, I mean I know GTA was before it, but Saints Row 2 yeah. seemed to be a response to GTA 4. So well, A lot of the trailers were sort of going, hey, why would you go bowling with your friends when <laughs> you could play Saints Row? Or something. <laughs> but they're very different types of games to be fair yeah so all right fair enough because i i didn't like um, gta 4 but then played it again about three or four months ago just to get through it and actually by the end of it i was like yeah okay that wasn't too bad saints row 2 and 3 i fucking adored and then 4 came out didn't know what to expect oh actually i expected more of the same and obviously clearly it isn't that at all um it's hardly a Saints Row game, and it's more of a, uh, a sort of crackdown uh, prototype kind of superhero-y game. Yeah. And did it's you like that? exactly that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they sort of took the addictive bits of those two games, like crackdown, you've got the orbs, and so it's like, oh, sweet, I can see loads of orbs, I'll go get them. And they did the sort of traversal of prototype where you could just run straight directly up buildings and leap across town in a matter of seconds and shit like that. Which, yeah. you know, they did basically just rip off a lot of stuff. Like, all of the moves you can get are pretty much just prototype <laughs> moves. Because I've played both of those, so I know that's... But, uh, yeah, it was... I did enjoy it, though. It was a bit, it's a bit odd thinking back to it now. It's like, how much of that was actually Saints Row. Had the Saints Row, or, you know, from two onwards, the Saints Row attitude. Yeah. Shall we say? Where it's like, don't give a fuck anything can happen, parodying stuff, you know, that, all that sort of stuff. But yeah. uh, but in actual fact, the majority of the game, you're not really shooting stuff or anything like that, are you? It's like, you're using your superpowers. Yeah. Because you've got superpowers. We, we probably should mention that. <laughs> yeah. 
really good superpowers. That was things I didn't like prototype because I felt like I was too powerful. And yet, Saints Row 4, you're too powerful, but it doesn't really matter because fuck it, let's go and destroy some shit. So, I I really liked Saints Row 4. You think it, it's hard to yeah, it's hard to think on it now because obviously GTA 5's come out since and you know and Saints Row 4 for me was quite short lived. Like I kind of blazed through yeah. it in a week and and that was that. But yeah, it was really really good. So um, it, although it did sort of feel like having your uh, I suppose having your dessert before you had your main meal, you know, um, in terms of then GTA 5 was around the corner. Now, I wasn't going to buy GTA 5. I was I was sort of thinking, fuck it, I'm going to buy um, Diablo 3. And then I tried the demo of Diablo 3, and all you do in it is press A. That's basically it. I mean, sure, there's you know, levelling up and all this, but when you're running around, all you're doing is pressing A to hit things, and it's really dull. And I've played too many of those sort of games before, and I thought, fuck this. I thought, well, I've got a bit of a voucher um, to use, so I'm going to go and buy GTA 5. And fuck me, it's really good. But that's me coming as a not a fan. I'm not a fan of the series at all. I didn't really like 3, Vice City. I just found them a bit meandering. Um, but you've always really liked the series, so you know, what's your opinion on 5? Uh, it's, it's really good. Yeah. You know? uh, it's difficult to fault it in many ways. I don't know if I love it just because you know, time will tell with that but uh, yeah, it's difficult to fault it in any respect really. It's got to be one of the best uh, technically one of the best games yeah, it's, of it's the generation. Frightening. No, no, yeah, I mean it's frightening it's what they do. With the level yeah. of detail the things you can yeah. do frame rate. Yep. You know, graphically, it's sort of restraining my eyes because I think they had that much detail in there. You know, and I guess it would be a bit, it can get a bit jaggy at times, but it still holds, it holds together so well. And you can just go anywhere and look in a direction and see shit that you can go to. And yeah, it's it's, it's properly amazing. Um, now, you don't watch like things like The Sopranos and Breaking Bad, or do you? Seen Sopranos, not seen Breaking Bad. Because seen The Wire. Oh, right. Because, yeah, because I kind of feel like GTA 5 is not trying to be a film like GTA games beforehand have been. Uh, it's not trying to be Scarface or Boys in the Hood. It seems like it's trying to be kind of a cross between all these great TV shows that are out. And that's what's really good in terms of the story. And then you've got, like, just the way the, the vehicles handle and the kind of the desert vehicles, you know, kind of sand duning a bit and all that. All that stuff's great. So... I mean, you know, how does it compare to 4 for you? Because you obviously didn't have the same concerns before that I did about the driving no. and stuff. I actually preferred the driving in 4 still, I think. Wow. Just having to brake before a corner and stuff, I just prefer that. You know, there's a little bit of a learning curve there. Whereas mm. this one, it's not really. Especially if you're playing as uh, Franklin. Yeah. You can just knock on his ability and it doesn't matter. You can just turn just slows in any down direction. The driving, any, yeah. yeah. So good. It's like tightness of the controls is insane then but uh you know other than that shooting's good the um what else is there there's like stealth which kind of works underwater bits are which, the you know. underwater bits insane isn't it because you can just see all the detail under the water as well which is like like they really have they must have just had people working on separate square miles of that game and just go right just do what you want because the level of detail is just yeah ridiculous. i mean first time I didn't go exploring, but there was that one mission where it was like, oh, go to that boat out there. Mm. And, you know, you strip off and you jump 
it, you dive in off the pier and you just go underwater and it's like whoa because it's like it must be a totally different sort of filter on the screen and stuff and it's just a completely new environment down there which obviously in 4 you couldn't go underwater mm. uh, and, I mean the last time you go underwater I guess was the on the PS2 which obviously we had a limit to what they could do there yeah yeah and GTA 5 just pushes the 360 and the PS3 to their limit I guess to the point where people are like, oh, a PC version or a next-gen version. I'm kind of like, well, is there any point in the next-gen version? <laughs> yeah, it's not what, like you're there could wishing it could do any more than it's doing. It's... Exactly. I mean, they could up the resolution. I mean, that's the only graphical thing, really, that's a bit lacking. But Yeah, but to what end? You know, you're always, there's always yeah. something going on, so you're always kind of looking in the near distance rather than the far distance. And Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um... I blew through the story really quickly, um, I guess, you know, kind of, you know, just over a week, I guess, really heavy play and ignoring all the side mission stuff. And since then, I kind of, I've put the game on the back burner. I've not tried the online mode yet. So how much of that have you done? And, you know, how's that? Um, well, I've done a couple of characters because one got deleted. Yeah. Not that I was that bothered because, you know, I basically did the tutorial and that was it. But, um... This one, I've done the tutorial and then I've done a few missions after that. Yeah, it seems alright at the minute. It's not got to play it as a co-op type thing and see see what you can do because I've only ever played against randoms and that, mm. where it just seems to be a bunch of deathmatch modes or race modes and stuff, which isn't that interesting for me. But if you can set up a private lobby and do some, I don't know, co-op missions or maybe some cops and crooks type thing, then it could be a lot of fun, but... Uh, yeah, that's yeah, what I not... want. I, I was expecting yeah. loads of that, loads of sort of co-op missions and stuff. So, well, we're going to have a big session on it, aren't we, with the guys from Piao yeah. on um, Thursday. So, I mean, this could be the first time in a while where we've got a decent number of people together because pretty much everyone owns GTA Five, pretty much. Yeah. So. Although it's odd, isn't it, that people, like, I haven't seen that many people playing the online mode, cause, I guess because of the problems and I guess because everyone got GTA kind of out of their system a bit you know, because it had been like three weeks um, after the game released that they actually put out the online. So, like, I was expecting a lot more sessions of it to be happening, and obviously we've been playing FIFA <laughs> all week, so, uh, you sorry. know. Uh, that's fair enough then. Um, right, so what else have you been playing? Uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance I played. Cool. That's the hack and slashy one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's where you're playing as Raiden, the guy from... Well, he's from Metal Gear Solid 2, but then... In Metal Gear Solid 4, he comes back as like a cyborg man. Right. And that's how you're playing in this one. Where, and you can just cut stuff to ribbons. That's like his main gimmick, is that you can just slice stuff up. Yeah. And it's sort of, you can do it quite accurately, accurately and stuff as well. And, uh, yeah, sort of, a, it's by Platinum Games. The guys did Bayonetta and Vanquish and things like that. Uh, it's a decent hack and slash. Yeah, my main problem with it is the counter move. You sort of got to press forward and X at the same time, like X is the attack. Yeah. And you got to sort of press forward on the stick at the same time, sort of tap it forward. And yeah, it's fine every now and then, but if you've got a guy rapidly uh, attacking you, then it's sort of quite hard. You're sort of just flapping the stick around and yeah. pressing X a lot. And so it doesn't quite have the accuracy that I want with that sort of thing. But, you know, it's, it's quite a lot of fun. If you want to go for achievements, it's a bit annoying because it, it's a Metal Gear game. So there's like a million conversations and one of the achievements is 
hear the majority of the codec conversations and stuff. Oh, so God. you're getting to a new area and you're instantly just loading up the codec, talking to all the people on your list multiple times maybe. I mean, you can sort of skip through them, but they're still taking time to do that. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of cutscenes. Yeah. And there's quite a few collectibles as well. Does it feel like a uh, Metal Gear game, or is it just a Metal Gear skin for basically a Bayonetta-type thing? Well, it doesn't feel like a Metal Gear game in that you know, there's no... There, there are ste- stealth kills in that, but there's no actual stealth yeah. hiding around corners or anything. So it's more in, like, the codec conversations, like I say, where you've got people calling you up or you're calling them up and things like that that's the more Metal Gear aspect right right but other than that it is just like hack and slash I mean it's a quick one it's you're quite versatile in the amount of moves you've got and you've got an upgrade tree and stuff like that and you get new weapons when you defeat a boss but uh, yeah it's not really a Metal Gear game okay well, or Metal Gear Solid game should I say I suppose the, the weird thing is I noticed like I think they're giving it away on PS Plus. I think I've seen it listed. I don't know if that's now or next month. Like next or... month, which is like insane because they're giving away um, Remember Me, which obviously we yeah, talked about in the I'm last... I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fantastic. Although it's fantastic, but I don't know anyone else who thinks it's fantastic, which is a bit of a worry. Do you know people who don't think it's fantastic? Or... I, know so people... I don't know anyone else who's played <laughs> I know some guys from the uh, community at GamingLives.com. A, few, like, a couple of guys there played it. And sort of seem to like it and stuff, but I don't think anyone was going crazy about it. But it's great. It's got a lovely story, and you know, just it's a bit different. Still hack and slasher, but with a really different kind of timing to every to the combat. So, yeah, that's worth getting onto. Oh, I tell you what, I've been playing. I bought it the same day as I bought Killer is Dead, and that's a Splinter Cell Blacklist. Now, oh, yeah, yeah. I ignored it for a week because I was playing Killer is Dead. Then Killer is Dead fucked up on me, so I had to then carry on playing that even more. And then GTA 5 came out, and in between them, I think I maxed out some dodgy Xbox Live arcade game, probably like Blood Dragon. So I was kind of putting it off. GTA comes out, I'm playing that for a while. Uh, something else, I I must play something afterwards. And eventually I was like, oh, fuck it. Should I play Splinter Cell? But no, I'm going to hate it. Maybe I should just go and trade it in and take a loss. And I'm thinking, no, that's like a 20 quid loss. Fuck that. So I fired it up and was really just kind of, oh, just enduring the first level because I just was in that mindset. And then after that level and the next one, I was like, fuck, I'm really into this. And I played some more of it today. I've kind of been dipping in and out. And it's a really good Splinter Cell game. It's got a great story, you know, kind of feels a bit kind of James Bondy in that you've got, like, the, the organisation that you're up against are, are very clever and very tricksy. You know, it's the standard kind of Splinter Cell uh, gameplay. It doesn't really go out of its way too much. But just the way it's all set up, the way that you can literally complete any level without killing anyone if your stealth's good enough i don't know i just love it it just it feels like a really really solid well put together you know stealth game and uh yeah i really recommend it i recommend it to you because then you could play co-op with me (laughs) is it much different from conviction conviction that was the one before right yeah yeah i think so i think i've got that right yeah it's really really similar to conviction it's got this element to it which i've noticed other games have been doing in fact sanctuary 4 did this it's got that kind of mass effect thing of you kind of go back to your base and you can talk to people and you can do like little missions for them and 
stuff like that or you can stick to the story missions you've always got a lot of freedom and there's sort of quite a bit of customization stuff but it's never you never feel like it's overbearing like ghost recon future soldier i never knew what to do with any of the weapons or what to upgrade and it was always a bit shit but like splinter cells a lot more kind of you know they reel that in a bit but you still got loads of options um but you know but you're you're glad you've got them um yeah so it's just that really but i don't know conviction i remember not really giving a fuck about the story but in uh, blacklist it's a really good story and yeah, i'm looking forward to doing all the uh all the co-op stuff you've got the online modes from um it likes uh spies versus mercs which is the you know what you had in double agent and uh and chaos theory and you know I i've not tried them yet but you know they're in there which is a bit of a throwback to you know the earlier games in the series so i think it's basically the most complete splinter cell game you can get it's really decent i recommend it highly Right. Okay. Right. I think that's it for all the big, um, all the big games, all the full retail ones. So, what have we been playing on Xbox Live Arcade? I guess the f- the main one, which I'm not sure any any of us are enjoying, uh, me, you, or Craven, is uh, Sacred right. Citadel. Yeah, I've not actually gone back to it since we <laughs> completed the story. I did. I did. I did a lot of stuff that you can do in single player. And then yesterday, me and Craven. I need Craven to help me with a few of the later levels on my uh, second character because he was like super leveled up and I wasn't and in co-op there's still some fun to be had and it's actually pretty solid in terms of the beat-em-up mechanics I mean you really hated Dungeon Fighter Live which was a similar sort of game as a 2D scrolling beat-em-up with heavy RPG leanings do you hate this one as much as that I think Dungeon Fighter Live was probably a bit better (laughs) oh god you really hated it as well I I know I didn't enjoy it at all at the time but it's like even maybe it's rose tinted glasses even though it's only a couple of months ago it's like I don't know maybe I I don't I just really don't like Sacred City visually it looks quite nice and stuff but it's so repetitive and I tell you the upgrades don't seem to make a huge difference and stuff No, maybe it's because they doled them out as the enemies are getting tougher and stuff, so it doesn't really have an impact. Whereas at least with Dungeon Fighter Live, you had quite a decent loot system, I guess. Yeah. It uh, felt like if you got a good piece of loot, it was like, yes, all right, this is going to be good. And there was also a bit of choice with it as well. Like you could have a faster weapon, which would be weaker. Yeah. Or, you know, or a slower weapon, but you'd be able to really do damage. Whereas this one is just like every now and then you might get a sword or whatever it is weapon you're using and it'll probably be better, but then not that much better that it makes a huge difference. It's, it's a bit well, lackluster yeah, in that respect. You get like more power, but you're losing enchantment or on there or whatever. Yeah, it's um, yeah. it's not great in that respect. Um, you know, but for something to plough through... No, in fact, fuck it, because you have to play it like seven times to max out the achievements, so that sucks. I don't know, I mean, it. yeah, I, I, it's my game that I keep going back to as a bit of a, just kind of, oh, I better put some hours into Sacred Citadel, which is, again, another reason why I want to get away from achievements when the next gen turns up, because why am I doing that? <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. I've managed to forget it as far as that's concerned. The same with Metal Gear Rising. I don't think I'm going to go back to that, even though there's sort of achievements for getting S ranks on every level and stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a great game. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> Fair enough. What else have you been playing then on um, Xbox Live or whatever? I played 
Retro City Rampage through, I maxed that. I didn't like that. Uh, I played the demo, and it was obviously you know trying to be GTA but seen from above, like GTA yeah. original. I mean, it was like it was on the NES or something. Yeah, like eight bit graphics style, which yeah. again should appeal to me. But I played the demo and I was like, oh, fuck, this is shit. You persisted with it, so did you like it? No, it wasn't that good. <laughs> it was, again, it was a bit of a slog to play through, to be honest. It was, it just wasn't that interesting. And it's, you know, it's a great concept, you know, GTA, but on the NES, so it's sort of the anti-NES game, almost the GTA game. But uh, it just wasn't that fun and it was quite bad control. Yeah. The missions were a bit dull. I mean, the writing had a lot of sort of parodies, whether it was to 80s or games or whatever. That was about it. That's all it had going for it, really, was the idea and the writing. The actual gameplay itself was quite lacklustre and tedious. I've been playing, speaking of games from the past, I've been playing the worst ever game. I think it's the worst ever game, um, which is a game called Dragon's Lair. I'm old enough to remember seeing a Dragon's Lair arcade, you know, cabinet in a in a proper arcade back in the eighties. What happened is it would play like some proper animation, and then you'd like you'd have to do a quick time event, you know, and it's either up, down, left, right, or you'd press your sword button. What's insane about it is that it doesn't tell you what to press. It's not really like a quick time event in that it says right, you know, press left or whatever. You just got to know the animation's good, but it doesn't necessarily tell you what you've got to press. So it's pure trial and error. And in an arcade, when you would have been paying, it wouldn't have even been ten p back then because they would have doubled it up at least for you know for a game like Dragon's Lair, which was you know had such an amazing attract mode. Um, so yeah, you'd I mean just pure trial and error bullshit. Now in the Xbox Live Arcade version, you can choose to have the guide up which does make it easier but by no means a walk like a cakewalk like the timing is fucking unforgivably tough so combine that with not even knowing what the movements are this game is shit and i hate it i i fucking hate it it's it's barely a game i bought it because it's in the deal of the week and i hate it so much i can't express how much i hate it all i remember of dragon's lair is it was some sort of furniture store. I can't remember which one. But they had like a... Was it a CDI or something? It was one of those... It looked like a Fisher-Price yeah, console. Philips. Was that, was that it? it? was the Philips CDI, had, I think. had a weird controller with like a rollable one, I think. Yeah, possibly. I guess, I guess that'd be the Philips CDI because I never played yeah. one, but I was vaguely aware of no, it. Yeah, they had that in, in this furniture store and it had Dragon's Lair running and you'd sort of go up to it and I'd... You know, oh, there's a an adept gamer, you know, I was playing through like Mega Man shit and like, I just couldn't get past the first screen, it was like, I'd start it up and then it would be like, I don't know what I'm doing because yeah. it's, it's a weird controller for a start, plus obviously it's not a proper game, it's some sort of quick time event, it's like fucking, what's that guy who did Heavy Rain and stuff, it's like his favourite game I expect <laughs> Thingy Cage, I was going to say Nicolas Cage but yeah, that <laughs> I don't do. think that's him <laughs> yeah, Nicholas Cage's favourite game. Yeah, I, was like, I, I did have it on the Amstrad as well, I think. But that, it was a completely different game. Yeah, I, imagine. I remember. I do remember there being a, a Spectrum version as well, but I, like it didn't review well. Had nice graphics. No. Well, officially, I think it's my most hated game. Uh, no, 
No, no, no, it's not my most hated game. That's Renegade 3 on the Spectrum or EDF Insect Armageddon. But it's definitely the worst game I've ever played in terms of just having no merit at all. But I think that's everything I've played, apart from Chime which I play all the time, and Peggle, which I finally maxed out the DLC on Peggle, so I've got all the achievements in that game. It's a fucking ball ache of a game, and I'm super proud of it, because it was so fucking hard, and um, yes, maxed out the DLC in World of Keflings, and maxed out Warhammer Kill Team, which we bought to play co-op, and it turns yeah, out I had no online co-op. Yeah. Quite an easy max, I guess. But whatever, not not a great one. Uh, DLC on Puzzle Quest, played that. God, I've played far too much. Uh, WRC Power Slide, which should be fun, but it's really, really dull. And a game called Narco Terror, which is... Uh, yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah. You wanted me to play that, didn't you? And I refused yeah, too much. Yeah, <laughs> it's an easy enough max. I think I managed to get a random in for the online stuff. And that has been it. Anything else you've played? You've played Disgaea 4. I don't know how you pronounce yeah, it. On the, yeah, I think it's Disgaea or Disgaea, something like that. Yeah. What? But yeah, on the PS3. It's, um, have you never played or heard of Disgaea? I think I've... Well, I've heard the name, certainly. I seem to remember that... Yeah. It, I, I, it's a bit, not much of a leap, but I think I remember a Disgaea 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think was, so. Um, I'm sure one pretty and sure two, exists. 1 and 2 on the PS2, and 3 was on PS3, and then for also PS, PS3. Right. Um, basically, they're like a sort of strategy RPG. Okay. But, um, quite, quite heavy on the tactics and the, on the numbers and stuff. In fact, that's primarily what the whole game is. I think they've got quite quirky characters and stuff because it's a Japanese game. Yeah. And they're quite zany and that. But the actual gameplay itself is very numbers based, and you can create characters which aren't sort of named characters but you can create them from a huge range of uh, jobs so you know you've got the warrior and then they can upgrade through the warrior path and you've got your male warrior and female warrior and then you've got a mage and a witch and you've got all these monster types as well so the actual customization of the team you put out there is quite high which is the probably best part of the game but because um, I've pretty much finished the story and you know, the story's no great shakes or anything. It's more the characters are sort of mildly amusing, but uh, it's more about like the story's only part of it. There's a huge uh, load of side missions and if you call them that, the sort of levels outside the main levels. Yeah. And also, there's a huge end game after it as well. When you complete it, there's more to it again after that. And um, basically, it's sort of. I mean, I'll, I'll put this out there, and then if you sort of go, "Wow, that sounds cool," then it might be the type of game for you. Is that <laughs> Once you finish the game, you might have like a level 100-odd character, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the max level for a character is 9,999. So if that sounds appealing to you, where it's like, yes, I could, I could really, I'd really like to grind a character up to that, or multiple characters up to that, then this guy might be the type of game for you. That just sounds so, not my sort of thing. No, I mean when I said if you, I was talking to the listener. Also. <laughs> yes, but I was. I didn't. Wasn't expecting you to go. Do you know what? That sounds incredible. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you can enough. buy them on the PS Vita as well. If you. No, no, that wouldn't work. No? Um, as much as I love the PS Vita, I'll, I'll wait for it to be on PS Plus because 
they only release yeah. so many games on the PS Vita every month, and every month they give away two or three of them. <laughs> so yeah. eventually, like I was there, I was so close to buying Unit Thirteen, and then it came out. It's like, oh, fucking great! You saved me like you know at least thirteen quid, maybe as much as twenty. It's a fucking great game, by the way. So yes, yeah, so that's a decent one. Yes, I think that's uh, that's all the games. Um, is there, is there anything that you're looking to? Uh, to pick up in the run-up to Christmas? Uh, not massively. I mean, Batman's coming out the end of this month, but it's by a different team, all that jazz, so I'm not sure. I've heard that it's going to be um, a bigger area, like, um, possibly. Like, so it's going to be yeah, more of a... Yeah, but that just sounds like, oh, we're not the team who made it, but we're going to make it bigger and better. And it's like, yeah, but bigger isn't always better. Yeah. Alright, it's like Crackdown 2 or whatever. Crackdown 2 was probably bigger than Crackdown 1, but you know, it didn't make a great game. Ah, fucking load of shit that game was. Yeah, but other than that, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously the consoles will be out, but I'm not going to be going out to buy one. I'm having a look at the list. What about Call of Duty Ghosts? Yeah. No, fuck that. No. Um, what about the new... Oh no, that's a Castlevania Lords of Shadow collection. Fuck that. It's... Seems like all the games that are coming out... Game of the Year. Game of the Year editions, yeah. yeah. Dishonored, Borderlands 2. Um, yeah, not good. I played The Last of Us, which I suppose I should have talked about. Talked about. Um, the Last of Us is the big PS3 game, you know, end of the generation, yeah. the full stop. Dog yeah, everyone loving it. And it's fucking slick as fuck when you start playing it and you get that real excitement that only ever comes from, like, playing a game that is, like, really top draw you know where you're like fuck this is so so nicely presented like the the intro is brilliant and you're just really into it but when the actual game gets going it's a little bit dull and i can't put up with a little bit dull in my games you know like it's so fucking nice and you know nice looking the story's good but it's just so dull and the levels are too long and yeah I, I kind of wish I could like it more yeah I had a similar thing with um, the Uncharted games I played through 1 and 2 mm. but you know I don't love them or anything I've got 3 now through PS Plus but I've not started it but you know I don't considering they're getting bummed and stuff by people it's like I don't get the love so much I don't hate them like yeah. you said but it's like they're okay games but obviously they're super slick and super high production values and stuff. But it's like uh, that's just not enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so you know, very, very, very sort of um, effectively presented. But yeah, dull. Um, I guess you're going to be buying Watch Dogs. Don't know about a launch, but yeah, I'll sort of check it out. It's like I, I when they first be. unleashed it, whatever. What's the <laughs> unleashed phrase? it? <laughs> yeah. Um, when they first revealed. threw it at your head. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they first revealed it, um, it looked pretty sweet, didn't it? It's like there seemed to be ideas in there which you hadn't seen before and stuff. But then, as they've shown more and more of it, it's kind of just revealed itself to just be an open world game that's not too different from other sort of games. And that there'll be random encounters, but there's random encounters in GTA and red dead and shit it's like yeah so i'm not sure how amazing it's going to be especially if they're going to want to be selling the ps4 version and the xbox one version it's like 
how will they treat the Xbox 360 and PS3 version if they want they're wanting you to sort of look at the PS4 version and go, yeah, that's the one. Because obviously the graphics will be a bit better, but is there going to be anything else, any sort of functionality missing? Yeah, that's a good Especially, point. Like if it's supposed to be online all the time or whatever, like Dark Souls or something, is it going to be? Is that going to be stunted a bit or not? I don't know. Oh, I hope it doesn't have that because it sounds like everyone who plays Dark Souls online turns that aspect of off straight away because they get sick of people coming and fucking with them. It does seem like you can do that, like the hacking stuff. Like it seems like you can affect other people's worlds or something. Okay, we'll see. If done well, you get Mind's yeah. Jack, which is one of the great <laughs> games um, uh, South Park's Stick of Truth I'm definitely getting that because I think it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun yeah it's not PG so I'm interested straight away yeah yeah I think that'd be decent and then that's it until Christmas uh, well there are other games yeah. there's loads of other games that this shit like Ben 10 Omniverse 2 and Need for Speed Rivals you know just totally irrelevant games um, then January you get things like Rambo which has got to be good hasn't it I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. Well, and the new EDF, of course, uh, which, well, that's coming to North America in um, February, so hopefully not too much longer after that for us. Uh, but I think that's it. I think that's all the games. I think we've struggled through without Lurk and without Peewee, and we've done a great job. I, I hope so. Only the people can judge us. Yes. Well, only God can judge us. No, the people can judge us if they want. Well, Mark Morrison said God. See, this is why we need Pee Wee here. here. He would have been all over that. Fuck, son. Um, No. Uh, The next one, I think, given that we have just totally figured out that there's going to be fuck all released between now and the end of the year that's worth talking about, I think our next one's going to have to be a Round Up the Year special. Mm. Yeah, doable. Talking about what we've liked, what we haven't liked talking about what's good maybe I'll talk about the PS4 if I've got mine by then when when is that out PS4 November 29th oh, okay holy shit and the game's coming out for it son oh my god on launch day let's have a look <laughs> let's have a look what we got right oh, we've man. got Mac Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed I love the Assassin's Creed games they don't bore me in the slightest Battlefield 4 well, as you know, I've put in at least a thousand hours into all the Battlefield games, so that's yes, great. Call yeah, of Duty on Ghosts. Every console. Yep, I love Call of Duty. I love Ghosts. So brilliant. <laughs> uh, Drive Club. Um, well, they're giving that away for free, or at least uh, a version of it. It seems like a gimped version. Yeah. yeah, but that's fine because I don't like driving games that much. Uh, FIFA 14. But you do like clubs? Yes, I do. Um, uh, the orange ones more than the mint ones. Um, FIFA 14, which I, when I bought that for the Xbox 360, they gave me a receipt that said that I can trade it in for the PS1 yeah, version, like PS4 version. Yeah, for like basically I get 40 quid off. Might as well. Just Just Dance 2014. I love dancing. I'm very just. And 2014 is going to be a great year. Uh, Killzone Shadowfall. I do actually own Killzone 3. I've not played it. Uh, Knack, which might be good. Lego Marvel Superheroes. No. I'm, I'm not going to joke anymore. I fucking hate Lego games. NBA, fuck off. Need for Speed Rivals, fuck off. And Watch Dogs. So I guess I'm buying Watch Dogs for the PS4. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. It's, uh, 
There's not a lot there, really, is there? No. And then the next game that comes out is Thief on the 28th of February. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know if That's I want not... one now. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play my backlog until I die, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, pile of shame. All right, well, listen, I yep. think that's us. So it just remains to say we're back before the end of the year. Bye. Bye, bye. 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 See you again. Miss you lots. <laughs> You'd be good now. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Kill me. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.